My name is Tyler, and I am your host on Ask Me Anything. This podcast features Lynn Johnson. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Dad, how are you doing? Doing good. Thank you. We got some crazy things happening in the world these days, and I thought we could start this podcast off by talking a little bit about those just so that we can record history a little bit and... uh, it also has a lot to do with the question I'm going to ask you tonight, so... Wow. Okay. Why don't you tell us what's going on in the world a little bit right now? Oh, my goodness. So, the world is, again, experiencing a pandemic. This one is called coronavirus. It's a mutation of the flu virus, and... It is spreading very quickly, and everybody's on high alert, and they want people to limit their contact with other people, and people are going to the stores and buying up everything, including toilet paper, and it's crazy. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it, too, is that, like you said, it's similar to the flu, and the death rate isn't super high not everybody's dying you know it's not like an automatic death type of thing if you get it um it's kind of centered around older people or well people that are at risk yeah people with respiratory disease or heart disease they're a little bit more cautious about that because it tends to turn into a pneumonia and pneumonia kills people so um they're just trying to be cautious how are you spending your time in quarantine? <laughs> I'm not quarantining. I uh, We still go to work. We still do our thing. So I think that um, we're taking the appropriate precautions. When I sent a letter out to the company last week, and instead of relying upon the media, I went to the CDC website and looked at what they had to say about the coronavirus. And I exhorted my company to follow those standards. So I think that's kind of what we're doing. So a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world today. I mean, have you ever seen anything like this in your lifetime? Um, no, not like this, not to this extent. Um, there's been other pandemics um, that they've been worried about, but it didn't hit the United States or the world to this extent that I can that I can recall. What do you think media's role has been in this whole situation? Um, media drives uh, people's responses and reactions, and I think that the way the media responds to it, whichever way. I think the, the the public follows, and I believe that there's a lot of media hype. Unfortunately, the powers that be have made this political. Um, the Democrats are blaming the Republicans. The Republicans are blaming the Democrats. Nations are blaming other nations, and it just seems like a lot of the information that you get is media-driven depending upon what side you listen to. And I've 
taken advantage. Usually I don't like listening to the liberal side. I think that um, they're a little bit more radical in their views. I mean, when they express... I've, I've never listened to a, a radio show um, on the conservative side that just said that they wanted to kill the president. And I've listened to a couple of talk shows on the uh, uh, radical side or liberal side, whatever you want to call it. And, man, they're talking, yeah, let's kill the president. Let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I think that the media drives a lot of the hysteria. Well, I think definitely in the social media aspect, I think that's one of the main reasons why toilet paper has gone so fast because somebody out there posted that they went and got a ton of toilet paper and then it just, or that toilet paper comes from China and that we're going to not have any more toilet paper and then everybody just to the stores and stocked up on, on all the toilet paper. So I think that we could talk about the coronavirus for a long time, but I... I want to get into the question that I had for you today, <clears throat> and that is, at this time, there's a lot of people freaking out. There's a lot of people that, you know, they're they're the ones that are flocking to the stores. They're the ones that are kind of giving up some of their values, and because of of what's happening, and I really like the scripture that says that. In the last days, men's hearts will fail them. And I think right now is a really important time for everybody to focus on faith and hope and to to think about the important things that matter in life. And so my question is to you, throughout your lifetime, how have you strengthened your faith? How have you you know, developed your faith to a point where you're steadfast and immovable Mm -hmm. and things like this don't shake you. Because I always look up to you as somebody who, who doesn't let these type of situations change who you are, change the way you think. You've always stayed the same to me. Just moving forward one day at a time, faith, hope, and so I thought it'd be cool to ask you that so that other people could hopefully learn from this and apply it to the situation that they're in today. Yeah, well, thank you. And hopefully posterity will be able to glean some wisdom from any statement that I make tonight. But I think anytime something goes wrong or not the way that we think it should go or outside of the normal everyday life type thing, we tend to look for someone to blame or something to blame. And a lot of times God, our Father in Heaven, takes takes that blame. There, Someone always wants to have a purpose or uh, know a reason why. They don't understand that sometimes bad things happen to good people or that, um, you know, in the cosmic scheme of things, it's because of the way we are and the the way we do things that causes uh, 
pain and suffering on, on certain individuals. And um, I don't know, I, I think in certain trials that I've had in my life, the tendency to ask, why me or why them or um, what did we do wrong? Um, why are we being punished in this way? Um, those type of questions I think are normal. And um, I, I can't remember where I heard this. It was in some talk or some book. But the author was stating, uh, instead of doubting our faith, we need to doubt our doubts and we need to um, doubt our non-faith. And I think that that's a, a so important principle. Instead of doubting God, uh, doubt why we are doubting God or, you know, doubt our non-faith in God. Um, I think those are better scenarios than doubting something that, that we hold to be true or have felt to be true. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I like that. It's just, uh, you know, overtake that faith that they have in God. They put what media says first and then put, you know, like their faith second. Yeah. And, and again, the scriptures talk about that a ton, uh, putting your faith or trust in the arm of flesh versus, you know, what God wants us to do. Um, you know, I, I just think that, um, again, rather than doubt your faith, doubt your non-faith, um, I think that it's a lot harder to explain than it is in the reality to think about. I, um, dang, you got a hard, a hard thing here uh, to talk about, but I just, um, when people have something go wrong in their lives, it's always a trial of faith. It, it always, they always, and, and I shouldn't say always, that's not a fair, um, uh, fair assessment either, but people tend to just want to blame somebody. And Heavenly Father is the easiest one to blame. <laughs> and I just don't think that that's the, the right thing to do. At least in my situation during this whole coronavirus thing, I feel like there's been days when I even doubt myself a little bit and I get worried and, you know, I start thinking about, you know, what's going to happen. You know, I start thinking about all the bad things that are going to happen and the sadness and the government collapsing and I don't know, just a whole bunch of stuff that kind of the media portrays of happening and I think the most important thing about faith, too, that we can add to this is, you know, a lot of times in the church they talk about that faith is action. And I feel like one of the worst things we can do during these times or the times when your faith is tested is to just sit and be stagnant. Faith is action, and I think, you know, during this time we should be acting. We should be doing everything that we possibly can to get out of it because if we just sit stagnant, then nothing is going to change. And, it, and I think that it's not just acting. I think it's acting in a positive way. There are people that are acting out there 
but I mean, I, I look at certain things that have been said or done and it's self-motivating, not, not the Lord motivating. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that when you are acting and you're acting in a positive way and you're acting according to what Christ would want you to do, then it's productive. And I think that's where hope and faith uh, come together. I have experienced um, closely individuals that I know that have had anxiety disorders and and things like that, and they just um, suffer from a fear of what is to come. And I, and it's crazy. It it always works its way out. It always regulates itself. If you look at history from the very beginning and the worst-case scenarios that could happen and um, the the worst civilizations that existed or the worst wars or the worst pandemics, you know, the Black Plague and certain things, it works its way out. You know, we do come out of it. We do learn things from it. We do gain experience. Is there a cost? Yes. And I don't want to minimize that. You know, many lives were lost um, in those conflicts or those pandemics. And and that's not, um, you know, that's not an easy thing and it's not a trivial thing. I don't want to trivialize it at all. But we always come out better. We always come out with knowledge. And as long as we remember those things and we do the things that we're supposed to do, it works out. It, it, it just works out. Is it hard when someone that's close to you or uh, you know, someone that you love uh, you know, say in this pandemic, would it be difficult? For someone in our family to get sick and, and die because of that, yes, 100%. But because of what we know and because of our faith that we hold on to, it just makes it an easier pill to swallow. When you say doubt your doubts and, and have faith in God, do you have specific steps you know, if you break that down a little bit, is there little things that you do to help you accomplish that? Because like you said, it's it's a lot easier said than done. So for somebody listening to this that says, you know what, Lynn is right. I need to have more faith in God and doubt my doubts. What are some of the things they can do to help them accomplish that? Well, these are just kind of Sunday school answers, but it, it's a true statement. If you commune a lot with the world, then you're going to fall into the worldly trap. If you commune a lot with God, then you're going to fall into uh, into hope. And and so I think that doing the little things, saying your prayers, talking to God, um, meditating and listening and feeling what He wants you to do through personal revelation. Uh, trying to live right, trying to do good things, trying to be a good person, um, being positive and proactive positively, doing things that are good 
and upright and noble. Uh, being in the scriptures, I, I think those are keys to uh, maintaining your hope. I think that people that lose hope, um, being in leadership positions and someone that would, would come in with a faith crisis, um, are you saying your prayers? No. Do you read your scriptures? No. Uh, you haven't been to church for quite a while, you know, and they wonder why they're having a faith crisis. Uh, they draw away or they go away from faith. And, I mean, what else is going to be the result? If you have a doubt and then you withdraw from faith or withdraw from faithful things, your doubts are going to escalate. If you have a doubt and you draw to faithful things and you do faithful things, then your doubts are going to, to fade away. And um, I, I think that in, in most all cases that I know of crises of faith, people drew away from faith and started putting their trust in the arm of flesh. You know, for example, you know, people that go away from the God or go away from the church, um, they don't, they look at things, um, I mean, they might say that it's faithful, so I have to be careful for that because I don't want to offend them either. But um, if, if I go... Say I want to have faith in the church, but I go to an anti-Mormon site and I start reading everything that the arm of flesh has to say about it, or I start reading or relying upon what this individual says about it, then I'm going to go away from faith. You're not going to stay faithful. You just won't. If, if I'm looking for answers, if I'm looking for correct answers, I'm not going to go to man to find it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go to science. If I'm looking for the reality of God, uh, yes, I believe science proves that there is God, but I'm not going to go to the scientific community to, to try and figure out the reality of God. And I just, I think people um, that are having a faith crisis draw away from faith instead of getting closer to faith. Yeah. I feel like this is a topic that we could talk about for a long time. But basically, in this podcast, I just wanted to cover a little bit about what's going on in, in the world today and talk about the thing that I think is, is, is lacking, and that's faith and hope. And I think you covered that pretty well. So I just wanted to leave the floor up to you. If you could kind of sum up your message about faith and hope in these troubling times or any troubling times, what what would that be? Well, I think that our Heavenly Father has given us the key to that success. And it's just kind of what we've been talking about. Scripture tells us we're going to have troubling times. We're going to suffer trials and tribulations. The world is going to be in turmoil. Governments are going to be in turmoil. And people people's hearts are going to fail them. And again, one of the reasons why is because they draw away from God. 
He's told us these things are going to happen. And then he's given us what to do to counteract those things. And they're all spiritual. They're not, you know, uh, you know, yes, they want us to be prepared, but it's not about hoarding food. It's not about having fuel and gas. It's not about having enough money to, um, to endure out a pandemic. It's not about those things. It's about things that are spiritual, things that can only come from the inside, not from the outside. And if you want to find more about that stuff, then read the scriptures, listen to the prophets, say your prayers and get personal revelation. He's told us how to do it. Because he told us that there were going to be those problems. And if we want to come through it, then we need to listen to his word. Well, thank you. Um, we hope that everybody can, you know, learn something from this and hopefully apply it to their lives as they go through this pandemic or any hard times that they, that they encounter. Faith and hope is extremely important, and we hope that this podcast can spread that around. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that you can tune in to, to some more episodes and we'll catch you in the next one.